Happy Boxing Day. This is James Haney. We have our usual Christmas present for you today, an all-new vignette, Dream of Disembodiment, in which the recently rescued bluegill Janeth learns how the scions of the stars live. And so will you. In a couple weeks, you'll also receive Dream of Disobedience, our first look inside the bluegill nutrient pits. But wait, there's more. As an experiment, we've produced both these vignettes in binaural audio. This technique creates a sense of 360-degree space that is far beyond what we were able to accomplish in the past. For the full experience, you'll want to listen to this episode with headphones on. Stereo speakers will play it just fine, so you commuters can still listen in your cars, uh, although headphones are best. However, I am reliably informed that a mono speaker, like the one on your smartphone, for example, will make this episode sound, quote, like hot garbage, unquote, so you might just want to wait until you get home to some headphones before you turn this one on. Let us know afterward by email or in our Facebook fan group what you think about the binaural design, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you for listening, and have a great second day of Christmas. Starship Excelsior proudly presents Dream of Disembodiment by James Haney. Charasa? I can't see you. More than breathing bodies may be ridden by a silent of the stars. This vessel called Triasa One by its servants may house my mind as well. You're in a ship? Would it confuse one less to say I am the ship? I guess. Where's Isaac? Sleeping. As all the servants be. How can anyone sleep, Your Reverence, when there are so many stars? It is not known, child of the song that was shattered. Two hundred fifty thousand years have been lived by me, and still, it is not known how any of you can sleep through one heartbeat of this galaxy. I never imagined. I spent my whole life in the nutrient pits, trying to imagine. But the day I first opened these eyes and ears, I'd been like a fetus, trying to imagine Syracuse. Were not the stars visible from your first home? I don't know. Maybe. I couldn't tell much about the nutrient pits. No eyes. There are no bodies at all? Oh, there's plenty of bodies. The pits are loud, poundingly loud, with the sound of pink flesh. We're blind in our natural state, speechless. I wish you'd made us deaf, too. But you meant host bodies? Then no, there's never enough. Always so many applicants. Of course... We had more flexible synaptic pathways. It was a small miracle that you worked at all. Flexibility should not have been required. I'm just saying, it would solve a lot of problems if we could cohabit with horses and dolphins and bug bladders without getting brain damage. Five minutes in a horse, and I wouldn't be able to get back out. Five months, and I'd have the mind of a horse or a dolphin or a bug bladder. That scares me more than the nutrient pits. Is there not at least 
telepathic projection through your queens. No, that's for the embodied. And frankly, mostly used by kings. Not the hoi polloi in the pits, that's for sure. Ah, the pits. So lonely then, amid so much flesh. We can communicate a little, with pheromones. But it's, well, let's call it terse. Complex ideas are hard in a language of smells. They get blurry. And it's very slow. It was not realized. How do you not know all this? You know, father of the song and all that? The song was shattered. Silence fell upon the children of the song. And blindness on its fathers. Much can be seen by the princes of the stars. Except you. Tell me about your home. Where do you go when you aren't riding Isaac or Zerum or the ship? Is not the mind home known among the zero? We know its name. Mind home, Arcadia, Azari Thule. What's in it? We've forgotten so much, Triasa. And what we didn't forget, we lied about. It is agreed. But better than hearing of the mind home would be to be shown it. I'd like that, your reference. The mind home cannot be described to those whose unevolved brains and symbols stretch. We speak ideas in themselves. While you enfold them palately in shadows, you... you call words. And what kind of communication can go beyond words? A kind of thought-like song. It will be rendered for you as my genius may allow. I can hear it. And the, the stars are gone. So's the ship. You are escorted through a memory of bitter trial and great loss. Like all the memories that last through half of half a million years, attend the specters of that shining day appear and speak their dooms. Is this Triassa who again to mortal planes did fall? We welcome you to stay this time. The prayers of servants are better heard and sung when distance adds to love. This argument again? A quarter million years have not deterred Veron, my ancient friend, of my resolve. Then I shall ask once more, brother, our children not to chide. Each fleshly life I touch contains more beauty in one smile than every theorem ever learnt in this Elysium. Let it stand through eternity as our cathedral last. But should we be interred here by our choice, an empty sepulchre twould be. It matters not. Great haste is seen here. Why? A world, a race about to die is found. Kinjalis, too, is faced by fleets of those who slew the song. Their skies by zero fleets are blacked, while primitive Kinjali lie in ignorance. 
wise counsel now is craved. Kinjalis? No, a, a kindly people, noble, honest, free, their sculpture nonpareil. While I have loved my friends there, and the laughter of their youth, my counsels may be overrate, but desperation shall amend what my discernment lacks. With utmost dispatch, go! The stars are back. Where are we now? The stars were never gone. Look down, my child. (gasps) That's a planet. We're in orbit? How are we breathing? Is that... Is that Kinjalis? Is it always this beautiful to the embodied? Be still. Attend. This must be witnessed now. I already know what happens, Reverence. I was there. Kinjalis II was annexed into the Zero Commonwealth in the 23rd year of the Reclamation, under King Ovaldo. It took nine months. You said you'd show me Arcadia. That promise has been kept. The mind holds all places may connect. Now, Janath, watch. The hour is late at which Triasa's seen. Too late, Pyrrhon? This world, does it survive? This world is splayed wide open to its foe. It must be saved by scions now, Viren, or sink to grief and all their children dead. How can these innocents be helped against so great a foe? This world is fragile, weak, a land of anxious nation-states who've barely learnt of electricity and flight. The zero bring a thousand ships, but they've a thousand times, a thousand times, a thousand bugs. Kijalis, great city of Kijal, behold me now. Can any hope remain? Destroy them all. And a thousand zero gnats could be erased by three of us in ten minutes. Could be a crucible of fire. And then, three scions represent one-third our total number, all exposed. In months, by zero we would be run down, and then... One great might turned against the galaxy. And then, who would survive? Kinjalis? No. Kinjalis dies. To save them, violently today would still foreclose their future. Was it not taught by Lord Triasa that to sacrifice, though hope is lost, is best if lives rest on the scales? To let them die must surely be a crime. What else could be the lesson of the Anbar? Such zeal shows one's goodness, Pira, and your passion for these innocents. Unquenched forever will, I hope, remain. And yet the only lives we may lay down are those we call our own. To forfeit more would not be love, but chilly, blood-soaked vanity. But, Pira, your day will come, and soon. 
Unless that day arrives within nine months, Triassa, for Conjalis, tis no help. A new proposal, then, is given to aid this hard-pressed world. Speak. Kinjali faith is strong and ancient, seeing omens in many parts of nature. Like? Volcanoes. It is taught that when a certain mount explodes, Sorella is its name, then that portends the end of all their world. And so? Mere superstition, it would seem. Their world will end today, and yet, behold... Sorella stands as silent as the sky. It need not stay that way. Sorella might be detonated by a whisper of our power. It would be important for their world, a warning calling them to arms. Is this proposed in faith, Philip? That war may save Kinjalis from the Zero's cruelty? Why not? Their cause is just. Their soldiers brave. Their arsenals are full of toys. Unless it's thought that cutlasses and grape shot might be used to stop an orbital bombardment. It's seen this plan is clever, yet it must be set aside. To wake Cirella's rage today would only give King Charlie's terror. Tomorrow still would bring the slaughterhouse. What else might one propose, my lord brother Trias? It cannot be that one would strike so bold against one's brethren's plans without one's own suggestion. It was hoped the brethren would have thought of something I did not. Alas, you offer no salvation for Kinjalis, but you cannot be condemned by me. I offer no salvation either, friends. Yet by Viren's design I am inspired. This is indeed a world famous for its religion. We might just place our omen elsewhere. For what cause? If not to save their lives. The waterfall embodies hope in their religion, does it not? The cascade of the mighty falls at Usafrakt begins 300 holy days of feast with gifts and joy they sculpt a city built of flame, and when the sacred choir of ten thousand lifts its voice on falls they eve, one finds oneself beneath a sky that screams with song. The river Usafrakt won't rise till spring, which still is ten long months away. A whisper of our power, Viren, just a whisper, nobody will ever know we're there. And they'll still die. Their world absorbed into the Zero Realm. Their sculptors twisted into soldiers. Friends of yours, their children too, debased into crude tools the bugs will use to hunt us down, to slay this galaxy. The choice is not between their life and death. The choice is how Kinjalis dies. Would not one? wish to meet the end unwarned in contemplation with one's family in time of joy? Is any purpose served by our refusing them this final holiday? It's wrong, Trias. A choice we've made a hundred times and yet as wrong today as when it first was made. There is no need to hide who made that choice. 
the first time and a score of scores since then. What puzzles one is why one goes along with it. The choice is ours, together, always. It's not a choice that all can make, brother, for not all are responsible for what has happened here today. So be it then. The choice is made again. The waters will be made to rise, and so to usher in a final feast to St. Kanjalis on their way to death's domain, where even scion power has no force. And so the waters must be made to rise. And so the river you see thought does rise. Sure, they'd be grateful. I know I am. You gave the Kanjali a happy ending. What a rare gift. Each member of their race, the eldest to the youngest Janet, died in agony and terror. Are you... How can you... The corpse you stole was once a girl named Marielle, who spent her last night weeping locked in her own mind until she faded out. Your reverence, how can she see me? This is a memory. It happened almost a year ago. I'm on one of those ships in orbit. Not here. It didn't seem that you're afraid. But fear is not what one should suffer when confronted with one's sin. Confront her then, Triasa, more. There cannot be a true return to harmony until one's dissonance has been confessed in full. There is no expiation in a forced confession, Pillow. And besides, it is not within my power to confront her with a life which is not known, recalled by me. Exempted from our blindness, I am not, until wills Janath to attest her days with the embodied. Are you so prepared? To what? You want me to tell my life story? To her? Not all your life. Do you know how it was that failure, your host, was caught and turned into a dying slave under your yoke? I didn't kill her, Reverence. Burial was a good person. She deserved to live. But so did I, Treasa, and her body was empty. She was already only stories. You see? Admitting even to herself the crime's too much for her to bear. Your place you do forget, Pera. 
she's right. It is not fit for memory to wage campaign against the living with such force. But Jana, for your sake, my greatest gift I shall bestow. Forgive me this. A gift? My blessing. In darkness now, whenever you sleep, you see the face of Feriel for all the night. The vision first from your own memory will come, a followed by what Sion sight should sense of cities sown from sculpted fern and dancing flame consumed in blue gilate. From voices that you down to how you learn, your dreams will bear Fairfairy's true fate. Her fate was peaceful. She was in bed, surrounded by her family. If this belief be true, dear child, then all your life a happy dream will follow you. The mind home has been heard and seen. Recall that night had closed before this blessing flew. So now to sleep. To disobedient dream of skies that ne'er again song shall scream. In that episode, Janath was played by Mandy Kay, Triasa, Chris Bainbridge, Viren was Clay Duggar, Vera, Julie Bruno, narrator, Mike Hennessy, directed by James Magata, executive producer, James Haney, post-producers, Jesse Farquharson, Jim Smagata, artwork by John Boss, theme song by Samuel Gillis, full music credits at starshipexcelsior.com slash credits, transcript by Peter Stein, special thanks, Alexandra Whitley, Jesse Farquharson, Johnny Nemo, Gene Roddenberry, and St. Stephen the Martyr. Please leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you use. Your feedback really helps. You can join other Excelsior fans for discussion and speculation in the fan-run Facebook group, Starship Excelsior, a fan group. Starship Excelsior will return in January 2022 with Alexandra Whitley's sequel, Dream of Disobedience. Then, Joel Jordan's Bound to the Starless Midnight, coming next spring. Star Trek and all related marks, logos, and characters are solely owned by CBS Studios Incorporated. This fan production is not endorsed by, sponsored by, nor affiliated with CBS, Paramount Pictures, or any other Star Trek franchise, and is a non-commercial, fan-made audio drama intended for recreational use. No commercial exhibition or distribution is permitted. This has been an Excelsior production. <laughs>